give people a little taste of you know our personality right at the very end <laughs> it's the perfect formula <laughs> that, that'll be the intro bit as well <laughs> Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about or quizzing about movies. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Yeah. Um, yes, we've been two weeks delayed in getting this podcast out, but... It doesn't matter, Ian. It's going to be it well, matter. well worth the wait. Just, Because yeah, Oliver matter. Johnson has put together... A pub quiz yep. about movies. Yeah, I sure have. And just like making sure that you've got the, you know, perfect design for a, a, a blue CG hedgehog, good things come to those who wait. Okay. Uh, and we just needed to make sure that this was right. There's been a, uh, you know, a lot of production gone into this, some huge production values that you'll hear uh, right from the off. We, we gave it to a test audience and they said that Oliver's questions were too anthropomorphic <laughs> um, and it was a bit, a bit too weird and sexual is that is that basically what they're saying about Sonic the Hedgehog I think so yeah they don't like his teeth yeah. human. his teeth yeah. his teeth it's the weird thing and his, and his kind and of it, like human legs yeah his legs look like um, one of those people that wears the um, you know those morph suits on nights out yeah his legs look shapeless like that. Um, well, anyway, Ian, it's nightmarish. And what's not nightmarish is this quiz. Uh, so let me just give you a, a, a brief uh, rundown. So there's seven um, seven segments, each one with a slightly different character category. Okay, and within those segments, there's a bunch of questions. So what you might need is a pen, a paper, or some kind of electronic device that allows you to store the written word on it um, don't write while you're driving you know be sensible but you could do this on a train you could have a little notepad and you can you know listen to us asking the questions write the answers down um, or you can you could take an audio recording while you drive yeah yeah you could do an audio but recording yeah. but when you re uh, listen back to that I think that's going to be a very long-winded way of answering the quiz exactly. so get a pen and paper get a pen and paper and you know and tot up your scores and let us know what you got we'd really love to hear about uh, you know how well you did so that would be really good get some friends round get some crisps get some snacks um, if you don't know what snacks to get there's plenty of episodes of the podcast where we talk about snacks so just go back and listen to the other hundred or so episodes and you'll get a good idea of uh, exactly what kind of snack you need get some friends around answer the questions together make teams do it individually have fun just have fun as this is a, a movie pub quiz maybe you'd like some uh, thinking syrups hmm. um, maybe a, a four pack of thinking syrups and maybe some peanuts they're, they're just two suggestions but I mean you know I could go on yeah and without um, without further ado I think we should just let people jump straight into the quiz uh, so the uh, the bar is open and we're about to begin. Enjoy. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Round one is your recent knowledge check. How up to date are you with the most cutting edge futuristic film trivia right now? So 
Here we go. Question one. In Detective Pikachu, who voices Pikachu? Question two. What is the title of Ari Aster's follow-up to Hereditary? Question three. A Dog's Journey is the sequel to what RSPCA bothering 2017 film? Question four. Who plays J.R.R. Tolkien in the film Tolkien? Question five. What is the full title of the third John Wick film, including all punctuation and correct spelling? Question six. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile is the film about what very bad man? And finally, for this round, question seven. Patton Oswalt replaced which bad man in real life in Secret Life of Pets 2? And that is the end of round one, your recent knowledge check. Over to Answers Man for the answers. Well, hello and welcome to the answers section. As senior official for proceedings, I'll try and tell you about what we won't accept as answers or what we won't take as uh, point scoring correctness within the podcast. But if you're stuck and you don't know whether to mark yourself or not, just drop us a line. Just go to at GOF podcast on Twitter or facebook.com forward slash guys on film. And um, I'll be there in my official uh, capacity to confirm whether it's right or not. So let's get going with round one. It's the recent knowledge round. And unless you're suffering from concussion or short-term memory loss or you become an internet hermit, then you should be uh, getting on pretty easily with this one. So question one. Oliver asked you in Detective Pikachu, who voices Pikachu? Well, uh, it's an altogether rotten start to the quiz. It's me, me, Ryan Reynolds. Um, I've not seen the film, but I'm sure he will uh, bring his special brand of douchebaggery to the role. So, question two. Oliver asked you, what's the title of R.I. Astor's follow-on to Hereditary? The answer to that is Midsommar. Uh, in Sweden, the Midsummer is such an important festivity that there have been serious discussions about making Midsummer's Eve a national day of Sweden. I was actually once able to attend one, and my understanding is that basically dancing around phallic symbols is quite standard. Question three. A Dog's Journey is the sequel to what RSPCA-bothering 2017 film? The answer here is A Dog's Purpose. So let's hope this time round that fewer pooches are abused because that was the story with the first one. Okay. Question four. Oliver asked you who plays J.R.R. Tolkien in the film Tolkien? Is it Tolkien? Tolkien? I don't know. We're not interested in him at the moment. We're interested in who plays him and you'll be saying Holt on a minute when you hear this one. It's Nicholas Holt. Oh. You know, Nicholas Holt of About a Boy fame. And we won't uh, accept any smart arse answers for like whoever it was that played young Tolkien. So, did you get it right? Okay, brilliant. Question number five. What is the full title of the third John Wick film, including all punctuation and correct spelling? It's John Wick, colon, chapter three, dash, parabellum. 
Not to be confused with colon parabellum, which would mean colon prepare for war. Something that Ollie and I often chant together whilst we're ordering a curry. Question six, Oliver asked you, extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile is the film about what very bad man? Well, that's right, it's Ted Bundy, uh, who confessed to killing 30 people and was famed for his creepy charisma when he was representing himself in court, who actually won female admirers, believe it or not, and conceived his child from prison. Wow. Wow. And the film's got James Hetfield in it. Wow. Also wow. Question seven. Oliver asked you, Patton Oswalt replaced which bad man in Secret Life of Pets 2? Oliver seems to have just gone on a really dark one in this recent knowledge check. The answer to this one is Louis C.K., the very bad man who at any moment could number three in front of you. Number threeing all over the place, but all, all the way out of the cast of Secret Life of Pets 2. Well, I hope you did well on round one, and this is round two. Whose tagline is it anyway? I'm going to give you the tagline from a film, and you're going to tell me what the film is. Question one. One man's struggle to take it easy. What film's it from? Question two. Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water. Question three. Oceans rise, cities fall, hope survives. Question four. Nothing on earth can prepare you. Nothing on earth. Hmm? Question five. Meet the little voices inside your head. And here's one for um, people who've really listened to our podcast over the years. Question six. Like father, like son. And that's son, S-O-N, not like father, like the thing in the sky. And finally... Question number seven, somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. Okay, so how do you think you did? Well, you're about to find out as you go over to Answers Man for the answers. It's the answers again with your host, Ian Smith, for round two. Um, the round was, whose tagline is it anyway? So, jumping right in. Question one. One man's struggle to take it easy was from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Question two. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water was Jaws 2. Uh, if you didn't get this, just take a long, hard look at yourself. If you're listening to our podcast this far in already and then you don't have that kind of basic knowledge, then you've got to kind of wonder what you're doing. Question three. Oceans Rise, Cities Fall, Hope Survives was from Deep Impact. The first cut of the film had more scenes with Leo Biederman, which was uh, the role played by Elijah Wood, and Sarah Hotchner, uh, who was Lily Subiski. However, in response to the poorly received sneak preview, these scenes were drastically reduced. Question four. Nothing on Earth can prepare you was Armageddon. Uh, and it actually turns out that the question three film, uh, Deep Impact, had a really important line uh, from Morgan Freeman who uh, had a speech as the president removed from it because it had uh, mention of Armageddon in it. Uh, he actually literally says, this is not Armageddon, which I guess the producers felt was a little bit too literally trying to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Question five, Oliver gave you the tagline, meet 
The Little Voices Inside Your Head. And that, of course, was from Inside Out, which I love and I would highly recommend. Wow. Question six. The tagline was, like father, like son. If you've been a regular listener to the podcast, you'll know that this is one of Oliver's top recommendations and big time cry films. He cries when the dog's split in half, amongst other things. It's from The Fly 2. Question seven. The quote was, somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. Should probably say that in the uh, proper voice. Somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. And that was the tagline from Commando. And the one cashing the checks was Arnie, of course. I think a very large number of people paid in order for him to get his child back. So that is everything for round two. So, how did you do? Over to Oliver with round three. So this is now round three and it's called The Slammer, which is slang for prison uh, in, you know, prison terms. All these questions are about prison movies. Let's hope you don't get uh, sent to solitary for getting all these wrong. And here we go. Question one. Who directed both The Green Mile and The Shawshank Redemption? Question two. In which Prisoner of War film is Sly Stallone in goal? When I say Sly Stallone, I mean Sylvester Stallone, not one of his children that's like, you know, doing bad wrong stuff under his nose. But I don't think they are doing that, but just clearing it up. Question number three. How many hard-boiled eggs does Luke in Cool Hand Luke consume in one hour to win a bet? It's not one. I'll give you that. Question number four. General Hummel has control of Alcatraz in the film The Rock, but who plays him? Who's the actor? Question number five. And which horror icon plays alongside... General Hummel in the film The Rock as his right-hand man, Captain Darrow. This is a bit of a deep dive into the film The Rock there for you. A horror icon. It's one of the horror icons. Question number six. Which rapper helps Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, not the the prison? Uh, I'll start again because I sidetracked myself. Which rapper helps Dwayne Johnson train a group of incarcerated youths to play American football? Again, one we've spoken about in the podcast. If you've listened to it, you'll know this. And finally, question number seven. The 2010 film The Experiment, where two groups of men role-play prisoners and guards with disastrous consequences, is based on which real-life experiment? Okay, uh, let's see if you're going to get released on good behaviour and go over to Answers Man for the answers. <laughs> oh, thanks very much, Oliver. So that was round three. Uh, don't know if you're feeling trepidatious, but don't worry, you're not going to go to jail if you do shit. You're just going to look like a right knob. Uh, this was the slammer round, and uh, all the questions uh, themed around prison. So, question one. Question number one. Oliver asked you, who directed both The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption? It was Frank Darabont, um, who loves a bit of detention centre directing. 
uh, not obviously from within one but question two in which prisoner of war film is Sylvester Stallone in goal the answer is escape to victory of course but Oliver actually um, alerted me to the fact that it's also called victory in North America so um, we will accept both but I think what I'm going to say is we'll only accept it if that's where you're from if you say victory then you better not be British and if you're saying escape to victory you better not be somewhere in the North Americas question number three Oliver asked you how many hard boiled eggs does Luke in Cool Hand Luke consume in one hour to win a bet and the answer is 50 wow Paul Newman uh, who of course was the one that was eating all the eggs as Luke um, went on to found his own range of dressings and sauces Newman's own so that's probably because he felt like going 50 eggs I don't know be probably pretty pretty mundane without condiments certainly will make you egg bound and farty um, primed to get into a submersible with uh, James Cameron but question 4 General Hummel has control of Alcatraz and The Rock but who plays him? That's Ed Harris. Let's move on. Question five. And which horror icon plays alongside him, Ed Harris, as his right-hand man, Captain Darrow? That was Tony Todd, who was um, of Candyman fame. Question six. Which rapper helps Dwayne Johnson train a group of incarcerated youths to play American football? The answer is Exhibit. Uh, in a frankly terrible but also like quite brilliant film so I'd highly recommend um, going to see that question number 7 the last one for round 3 the 2010 film The Experiment where two groups of men role play prisoners and guards with disastrous consequences is based on which real life experiment so the answer here is it's the Stanford Prison Experiment the film was both a remake of Das Experiment, which was from 2001, and uh, frankly, superior. Oh! But the real-life source material was the Stanford Prison Experiment, and that's what we wanted to know, and that's what will get you the point. How did you do in round three? <laughs> Wonderful! Uh, over to you, Oliver, with the questions for round four. Well, I hope you uh, managed to stay out of prison. If you do the crime then you've got to do the time and we hope you put the time into the research to get those correct and now we're going to round four pets on film it's questions about pets in films question one what's the name of ripley's cat in alien question two what breed of dog is hooch from the film turner and hooch Question number three. Uh, what is the family pet and how does it die in fatal attraction? Uh, what sort of animal is it? What sort of pet is it? What animals make up the lost trio in Homeward Bound? So what's the split? You know, what animals are they? Uh, you know. Question five. What is the name of the Stephen King film and novel, of course? about an evil St. Bernard. Question number six. How many Beethoven films have there been up until this point in time, which is, you know, 2019, sort of April, May. 
don't think they've released any more between the time we've released this podcast so should be okay and again how many Beethoven films have there been and finally question seven in the original Air Bud what sport is the dog competing in okay so have you been the goodest boy or goodest girl and got all those questions correct well, let's go over to answers man for the answers all right it's round four answers time oliver asked you question one what's the name of ripley's cat in alien the answer of course is jones we'll expect you to know it and we'll accept jonesy as well because uh the nicknames used on screen plenty so that's fine that'll get you the point write it down Question two, what breed of dog is Hooch? The answer is French Mastiff, or uh, Ollie's saying here that we'll accept Dog du Bordeaux. Let's go with French Mastiff. If you wrote down the fancy version, give yourself a point too. If you didn't write either down, go f yourself. Question three, what is the family pet and how does it die in Fatal Attraction? It's the source of the now very well uh, deep-seated a common catchphrase, bunny boiler. It's a rabbit or a bunny being boiled or cooked in a pot. So that's a two-part answer. You need to get two separate points for that. So if you said a dog in a pot, then that's one point. If you said it's a rabbit in a frying pan, that's wrong. Or an oven, you know, that's wrong as well. Just get it right. Question four. What animals make up the lost trio in Homeward Bound? The answer is two dogs and one cat. Uh, and you've got to get this correct. You can't just say the wrong number of the right uh, animal type. Come on, just let's go with it here. Question five. Oliver asked you, what is the name of Stephen, the Stephen King film and novel about an evil St. Bernard? And the answer is Cujo. Okay, great. Question six. How many Beethoven films have there been? The answer is only eight, which is disappointing, I guess, because according to Alex from A Clockwork Orange, the ninth is Beethoven's best symphony, so maybe we're, you know, the, the best is yet to come as far as these movies go. Maybe we should just hold out for another. So the answer there is eight. Question six. The answer is eight. Sounds confusing. It's not. Question seven. In the original Air Bud, what sport is the dog competing in? So these are, uh, these are films about dogs playing sport. Uh, Airbud, not to be confused with AirPods or Earbuds. Um, so it's a sports playing doggo. In this first movie, it's basketball. You'd expect with horrifying consequences, but instead they make it look uh, not horrifying, but just horrifying effects. Wow, what a round, animal lovers. How did you all do? Over to Oliver. That was round four, so hope you uh, did well and get some treats for doing so well. And, and the treat is doing well, getting questions right. So round five, sequel sequence. What is the next sequel that follows the given film title? Say, for example, if I said Aliens, the answer would be Alien 3 because it's the next one in the sequel sequence. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I trust you get it. Question one. Aliens versus Predator. Question two. American Psycho. And yes, there was a sequel. Question three. 
Halloween H2O. Question 4. Too fast, too furious. Question 5. Really whizzing through these now. The Living Daylights. Question 6. Star Trek 3. The Search for Spock. What film comes after it? And finally, A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. So there we go. Uh, well, we hope you managed to do well. And you're about to find out when you mark your answers and show your workings. Uh, here's the answers, man, with the answers. Thanks, Oliver. What a great round with round five. I'm here with the answers for round five, and let's just get through these quickly. Uh, nice and easy, we'll go through the sequences. So you're asked what the follow-on film after Aliens vs Predator was. It's AVP Requiem will accept Aliens vs Predator Requiem as well. Uh, question two, what's next in sequence after American Psycho? The answer is American Psycho 2, All-American Girl. Now, we won't just accept American Psycho 2. That's bloody stupid. Question three. We asked you what came after Halloween H2O. The answer was Halloween Resurrection. Question four. Too Fast, Too Furious, of course, was followed up by The Fast and the Furious, colon, Tokyo Drift. Question five. The Living Daylights was followed by License to Kill. A license to kill. Question six. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock was followed by Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. So we won't accept Star Trek Four without The Voyage Home afterwards. Come on. Come on. Just enjoy it. Don't try and cheat to win. Question seven. A Nightmare on Elm Street Four: The Dream Master was followed by A Nightmare on Elm Street Five: The Dream Child. So, um, again, don't just say the number, add the follow-on title. All right, we want subtitles here. Maybe to understand Ollie. <laughs> All right, over to you, Ollie, for round six. Okay, so we're on to round six. This is the official synopsis, Jingle, redacted. So I'm going to give you the official synopsis from IMDb of a film but with key words redacted, but the words are gonna be missing. So from the synopsis with the missing words, you're gonna to have to tell me what the film is. So let's go. Question one. In 1713, Scotland is wronged by a nobleman and his nephew, becomes an outlaw in search of revenge while fleeing the Redcoats and faces charges of being a Jacobite. Wouldn't wanna be accused of that, would you? don't know what it means. Question two. The father of a teenage girl and boy accidentally his and his other neighborhood teens to the size of now the teens must fight diminutive dangers as their father searches for them. Question three. In November 1984 the Soviet Union's best in their newest violates orders and heads for the US. Is he trying to defect or to start a war? Hmm. 
So what's he doing? What's this guy up to? Where's he going? What's he in? Question four. A group of are stalked and murdered by an unknown assailant while trying to reopen a which years before was the site of a child's drowning. Hmm. What could it be? Question five. When a boy learns that a beloved is to be killed by the owners, the boy risks everything to free the What is it? What, what is it? Question six. A goofy specializing in goes in search of the missing mascot of the Miami. And finally, a woman, Rose, goes in search for her adopted daughter within the confines of a strange desolate town called. It's not called. Cool. Taking the name of the town out. Bit of a tricky round, really. Tricky, tricky to read, probably even harder to listen to. Uh, but let's see how well you did by zipping over to Answers Man for the answers. All right. Round six, question one. Holly gave you the synopsis with keywords removed. This one was Rob Roy. Question two. Oliver gave you the spiel again. It was all stuff about neighborhood teens. The answer was, honey, I shrunk the kids. Question three. This was the Soviet Union something something. Uh, the answer was, the hunt for Red October. So question three, hunt for Red October. Question four, Friday the 13th is the answer. Um, and we have to get Friday the 13th, not some mad sequel. Question five, when a boy learns that a beloved redacted is to be killed by the redacted owners, the boy risks everything to free the redacted. That's free willy. Obvious, isn't it? Question six, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Question seven, a woman, Rose, goes in search for her adopted daughter within the confines of a strange desolate town called Silent Hill. How did you do on question six? I'll tell you, and Oliver can leave this in, that I struggle to tell people the answers, never mind uh, answer the questions. So uh, I wonder how you'll have all done at home. I hope well. Let's go on to questions in round seven from Oliver. Okay. Did you manage to scrape through that one all right? You get a few of them, good. Uh, and finally, final, final round, round seven, hard ones. So I wrote these ones in my shed, so they should be pretty, pretty hard. And I've just got a note here that they're self-explanatory. Hard ones are self-explanatory, they're hard, or harder questions. So here we go, round seven, hard ones, question one. What was the last sequel that was nominated and won Best Picture at the Academy Awards? That's the Oscars. Question number two. Excluding the, which word has been used the most in the Bond film titles? Question three. What was Dolph Lundgren's first credited film role? Question four. How many films comprise phase one of the MCU Infinity Saga? And that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just so you know. Question five. Who directed the 1998 film Ronin, starring Bobby De Niro, Robert De Niro, 
and Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Question six. Another one for the aficionados. James Cameron's first film was Piranha 2. But what was the subtitle? And finally, which character speaks the first line of dialogue in Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope? Well, let's see how you did with the hard ones. Did you find them hard or were they merely, you know, semi-hard? Over to Answers Man for the Answers. Wow, Oliver, those really were hard ones. Um, I don't know how I'd have fared. But anyway, let's give the answers for these. Question one was, what was the last sequel that was nominated and won the Best Picture at the Academy Awards? The Oscars, it was Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I went full bingo mode there, but I'll carry on. Question two, excluding the, which word has been the most used in Bond film titles? And the answer was never. Uh, never say never again, etc. So question two was never. Question three, what was Dolph Lundgren's first credited film role? It was in A View to a Kill. So you should know that he was a slicked back haired henchman who hung out with uh, Christopher Walkman. What? Walkman? Halfway between Walkin and a Walkman. Okay, question four. How many films comprise phase one of the MCU Infinity Saga? Now, I literally have no idea what any of this bullshit means. So I'm just going to say the answer. It's six. Question four. The answer is six. Uh, Oliver can catch me up on how that works another time or another lifetime. Question five. Who directed the 1998 film Ronin starring Bobby De Niro and Scene Bean? The answer was John Frankenheimer. Question five. John Frankenheimer. He's also known for directing The Manchurian Candidate, um, The French Connection 2, uh, Grand Prix, Birdman of Alcatraz, quite a lot of different stuff. So that's the answer. John Frankenheimer. Question six. James Cameron's first film was Piranha 2. What was the subtitle? The answer, of course, was The Spawning. And we've covered it um, probably more than once, actually, on the podcast. So... Uh, it spawned much conversation. <laughs> Question six. The answer was the spawning. Question seven. Which character speaks the first line of dialogue in Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope? I think Oliver's phrased it this way to try to baffle non-Star Wars fans into thinking it was one of the later ones. It's actually C-3PO and it was the first film they made. Wow. Question seven. C-3PO. And with that, we've gone all the way to the end of the quiz. Wow. Over to me and Ollie to talk to you about it. I hope you did well, guys. Um, I like how you called rounds segments. <laughs> okay. This quiz will comprise seven segments. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's been so long since I recorded the questions that I'd, I'd forgotten how many questions were I think there was like nine. I think I did really weird numbers, like seven segments with nine questions apiece. Um, okay. Yeah, so anyway, that was the quiz. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you did well. Give us some give us some feedback. You know, did you have enough time between 
um, each question to think about it. Some of them were, were rapid. Some of them had a little gap. You know, let us know what you prefer. Do you prefer the the rapid fire questions, or do you prefer a little bit of breathing space to think? You know, do you end up pausing? I mean, you tell us. Yeah, that's the thing. Is if if you've got an audio device, you can always just pause it if you need more time. Yeah, but people so. don't want to be pausing all the time. They want to. Well, you let us know what you want, but let us know if you enjoyed it. Let us know your scores, and and we might, um, you know, post up some of the uh, the highest on our social media accounts. Did you have? Fun? Oh yeah, got a hundred percent, mate. Didn't I? Well, I reckon someone's that someone out there is capable of a hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> some some omni child, yeah. some child prodigy. Um, okay, so that was the quiz. Hopefully, the first of many. Yeah, um, and just before we what? go, we're gonna do uh, a brief life score, just to have a quick discussion. So if you if you're only here for the quiz, turn it off. It's fine. Piss off. <laughs> turn, turn it off. It's fine. You don't have to listen to us anymore. But if you want a little bit of, uh, you know, movie chat and friends just chatting and having really good rapport, uh, then yeah. stick around. If not, off your piss. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, a four. Uh, so, Ian, how's your life? Uh, I say it's a nine. Oof. Explain. It's pretty good. What are you thinking? I don't know. I'm just really getting. Uh, I'm pretty happy in this new house I'm in. It's okay. pretty cool. Having a having a house with no flatmate stress and bollocks like that. Yeah. Um, work's been fun for the last little while. We've been doing some cool stuff, and uh, the team are all getting on really well with one another. So that's a that's a big plus. And we've had a couple of little celebrations for things that happened in work as well. So um, get you, get yeah, you. That stuff. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. Um, Film-wise, what have I been watching? Well, I'm exactly halfway through a Studio 54 documentary right now, which is pretty good. What's that called? Um, It's called Studio 54, but on Amazon Prime, it's called Studio 54, the documentary, just, I guess, to clarify what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's about the uh, New York, 70s New York club that was sort of famed for debauchery and like people getting picked on the basis of their looks to come in and whatnot um all very uh, sleazy i think is probably a good mm. word for it but it's pretty good so far okay um i can't really think as to what else i've watched i've not seen an awful lot in the cinema that's my downfall that's probably the thing that takes me off a 10 ian uh, do you want to do you want to know what's going to take me even further off off a 10 what? Is me saying, do you know who else was famous for debauchery? Leatherface. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, there is one other film that I've seen recently, which is um, Ideal Home. Ah. Uh, and uh, we've spoken we spoke about this. about this in one of our look aheads last year <laughs> uh, when we saw the trailer for it. The tagline was what, Ollie? These dads suck. <laughs> Um, so just some quick opinions and thoughts on that okay. it's the big opinion um, so Paul Rudd and like Steve Coogan like played two did you say you like Paul Rudd as well yeah 
Okay, so you like them both, but do you like them both playing a different sexuality? I'm not opposed to it. That's the thing. As long as it was done okay. in a sympathetic, uh, realistic or non-OTT uh, way that people aren't in real life. Ian, tell me, what side of the uh, coin does it land on? Just scratch out sim in the word sympathetic and you get <laughs> where I'm coming from. Okay. Um, no, it wasn't terrible, but it just felt like... Um, there, there are a couple of really cliched sort of um, affected little things that both of them were doing that were like, mm, that's them doing their gay thing. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. I guess that it really is up to the um, gay community and audience to decide whether or not it was good or bad. But I just thought, why didn't they just cast two gay people to do it? So the other the other part about Ideal Home was uh, so the official synopsis of it is the official synopsis. A bickering gay couple must now deal with the unexpected task of raising a ten year old boy. Um, I mean that would be quite unexpected to be fair. He's ten. Well, this is the thing: is um, there's a bit of um, I guess parental. Uh, I don't know what's the word I think I used it in some sort of like mini synopsis to you in a whatsapp chat but basically child custody politics come into this okay. where um, the uh, pairing of Steve Coogan and Paul Rudd really look after this little boy and uh, show him a better life than he's had before his dad goes to jail the, his dad being Steve Coogan's sort of illegitimate son from some sort of relationship in the 80s or whatever Um so the dad gets let out of jail and has supposedly kind of um, uh, sorted himself out and is on a sort of road to recovery and everything and has seen the light with God. Um, but there's another part in this, I guess there's another political bit, which is that uh, there's a collective eye roll in the house that he's seen God. And like I guess they're saying, oh, that's not the life this little boy should now go and live, considering he's just seen what we're offering. But anyway, it just kind of all plays out a little bit like yeah but we've got the money and we'll show him like a fun time so like we should take custody of the kid mm. um, which doesn't really give the dad a fair crack at things so um, there's that part of it as well anyway there is some funny stuff in it it was a total as I quite often say chewing gum thing to watch on the train back from Scotland Okay. Uh, bubblegum bullshit so I'd give that one out of ten. No, probably like a four out of ten. Okay. If we're scoring films again, like we did in the old days, Ollie, how are you? I'm all right. I'm. I think I'm. I'm probably about a nine out of ten as well. So. Um, Ooh. You know, some interesting mm. in, interesting things have been going on, um, life wise. So, quite happy about all that. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you care to tell us more? Uh, so Ian, um, I am going to be a married person probably some point next year uh, so that's quite wow. that's quite wow. exciting really you know I've gone from thank you uh, I've gone Woo. you know I've wow. gone from uh, you know from living with a, a cat to you know uh, someone liking me enough to want to live with me potentially forever and they're then <laughs> wow. not scared uh, are are you are you questioning the commitment potentially forever? Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm great. So will will that mean that in around a year's time, Mandy will um, be promoted from girlfriend of the podcast to wife of the podcast? Correct. Hey, you just got a promotion. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Cool. I've, Congratulations, uh, Ollie. Thank you very much. So I've been to see um, Avengers Endgame. I went to a midnight showing. Oh my god. Three hours at midnight, and the court's wrong with you. I just man. wanted to do it. I just wanted to go. I had, a, you know what? I had a great time. Um, I didn't. I didn't fall asleep once. I went to the toilet only once. Um, it wasn't full, was it? It was. It was fine. I, I really enjoyed it when we all came out. The no, cinema, no, no. We, I mean, with the cinema was it full? It was packed. Yeah, there's no, oh no, God. no seat left. And every single screen, and I think there's like ten screens, were showing it. All of, all the tickets were sold out. At midnight. At midnight. Fucking nerd culture. It's, just <laughs> it's fine, Ian. You know, I mean, when was the last time you stayed out past midnight? All the time. Yeah, exactly. But Drinking alcohol. Oh, alcohol not for, culture. Not for the desperate need to see a film. Hold on a minute. The next this day. is this this uh, animosity is coming from someone that stays up to watch the wrestling. No, I don't do that. Yeah, I mean, do. I've done that when there's a big group of people occasionally. You've, you've definitely stayed up or got up really early in the morning to watch WrestleMania. I know it. I took a day off work to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> Ian, you, you've you you're on thin ice here. Tell us about Endgame. I enjoyed it. I thought it, I, I. Cool. So nine <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> I think it's. I I can't think of that many uh, series of films. I won't I won't put any spoilers in it because you know, it's I don't want to do that. But my and my opinion is. Character dies look, minutes in. It's got it's got it's got some you know issues as a three-hour film with that many characters is going to have. There's some weird editing moments. There's some stuff that you just have to go, okay, fine, so that the story moves on. Um, but I don't think there's that many film series like Star Wars or, you know, Star Trek or... Um, Star Wars. Starman, Gremlins, let's say, Aliens, The Matrix, you name it. I don't think there's really that many series that have wrapped up in a way that's really satisfying, thoughtful, and you know, just put a nice, put a nice little ribbon on the top and went here. Here's your ending. Happy about that, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm happy about that. That's good. Nice ending. Well done." No, no problem. Okay. You're not going to go on the internet, and you're not going to have people go, mm, "I didn't really like the ending. I don't like the way it all wrapped up." I think you know, I think they did a really good job of wrapping up ten years of films, and I can't think of another series that has done it as well. Wow. Okay. You know, even um, even uh, one of my favourites, The Lord of the Rings, I think this this trumps it. In just, in just ending it and doing it well and, and not dropping the ball. Okay. You remember coming um, out of, of The Matrix 3 and just going, what the hell was that? Well, I have found on IMDb, there's a one-star review for Endgame oh, saying... God. This movie was a waste of time. I went to see the movie expecting something epic, more epic than Infinity War, but was grossly disappointed. Movie was too slow, no action, much drama. <laughs> um, I wish I could give this movie zero. <laughs> um, another one here, one out of ten. Meh. 
Could have made better use of the superheroes. <laughs> um, so there are a few actually. Okay. I guess because it's so popular, there's going to be some. There's going to be some in. Uh, but yeah, that's Two it. Boring that's, hours that's and one hour fighting. A movie that depends on effects only. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm I'm highlighting the poor reviews. I'm just not a uh, big Marvel person, but I'll go and see it. I've managed to um, avoid the spoilers. Yeah. Kinda. Okay. Gandalf. Um, <clears throat> so that's nine out of ten for you. Yeah. Life score nine. So collectively, we've got a team life score of eighteen this week. Yeah. Well done. No. <laughs> okay. We've um, never looked at it that way before. So that's it. We've. Do you see us as a team, Ollie? Sometimes I do. Yeah. More like you know. I don't know. You know, like when in the A team or something, one of them goes missing for a bit, and they're like, like Face or someone or Hannibal. They're at a a party and they're and they're drinking, and then they have to leave and go to the warehouse to like solder something onto a jet ski. <laughs> it's more like that. What do you mean by that? Sorry. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. Okay. Um, fine. Is that all for this week? Yeah. So you talked a little bit there about how people could uh, give their feedback to the podcast, but we haven't actually talked about how. So if you'd like to contact us about uh, maybe disputes over your scores, uh, thinking that you were unfairly treated during my uh, scoring of the various different questions. Have you got us on a technicality? Yeah. Or uh, would you just like to to let us know what you think of some recent films or just the the podcast in general? Go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film. And we're also on Twitter, at GOF Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram, but we don't tend to go on that as much anymore, do we? I don't think we really post on anything, really. We've, we've, we've been quite slack, but, you know, probably quite busy as well. You know, it's just things are rumbling along. You know. Yeah, that's correct. But don't fear, we'll always come back to you. Yeah, like Freddy Krueger. With, with absolute banger episodes like this one. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Cool.